Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Dear. Welcome. Sit down. Take a load off. Take You're your... listening to Gameography. This is the podcast where you take your load off and the people who make them. You take your load off with us, Tim, Tim and, and Devin. Devin. That's right. You're that old is pals. Right. Uh, old pals taking their loads off together. That's all this is. <laughs> nothing weird about that. Just There's a bunch nothing of, weird just about Just a bunch of people around. Just some pals. Just taking their loads off. Just Yeah. Just throw it down on what? the floor, baby. What? Do you want me to keep it on? Don't ever keep it on. Tim? Take look me off. in the eyes. Never keep them on. <laughs> I'm looking you in the eyes right now. That's that's the most uh, Tim and I have had con- eye contact in the last like, he, two for, years. You can't even speak because of this. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. Truly. I'm just holding it. Devin's too afraid. Devin can't do it. <laughs> That was chickening out. Uh, uh. Tim, I need to get my load off. I can't do that if you're staring me into the soul. <laughs> How else are you to get your load off, brother? This this podcast uh, is the audio equivalent of us staring you, dear listener, in the soul. Yeah, which is also funny because this podcast is my load. <laughs> and it's what I will be taking off. Um. So if you so, haven't already guessed, this episode, this fine episode, we'll be talking about the uh, very first uh, Nintendo games that Miyamoto created, Devil World, mm. only released in Japan, mm. uh, only playable by the by the biggest hackers hmm. on the internet. If you're not okay, a hacker, yes. you're not allowed. <laughs> and Excitebike. Um mm. No, you don't have to be a hacker to play this one. No, you In just fact, gotta be hackers a, discouraged. You just got to be a cool guy. If you're just like a cool motorcycle kind of guy, this is the game for you. <laughs> if you're some kind of like dorky hacker dork, not the game for you. Yeah. This is motorcycle. That's actually a direct quote from Miyamoto, too. That's weird. Yeah, he did actually say exactly what from, I just said. Yeah, Nintendo Power. If yeah. you're a dorky dork hacker guy, this is not the game for you. We have another game and for you like, called Devil World. It's like a like a guy in glasses, like behind like bars in the picture. <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> How's he making that sound through Nintendo Power magazine? That's just is like that the, the audio equivalent of what the what his face is doing for our listeners. Yeah. This is for the <laughs> listeners. This is all for the listeners. Yeah. After you've taken your load off, this is what you need. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to jump right in, I guess. <laughs> so before we get into Devil World, actually, uh, just just a little about the, the Famicom and the NES. Uh, in Japan, it was released in 1983, and it didn't come into the U.S. until 1985. So, like, a, oh, wow. actually a little over two years later, um, because there was... Well, for one thing, I think they were just trying to, like, get it going in Japan. Yeah. But then also there was, like, the video game crash yeah, of yeah. 1983 in America. So, yeah. like, there was a lot of... I think there was, like, some hesitation, probably. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know what that was... So, the video game crash, a, a handful of, like, really bad games came out, right? For kind of, I think like, the my understanding arcades of it, and other stuff? My understanding of it is, like, it wasn't necessarily the arcades as much... But maybe they're arcades as well. But like the consoles, like because you had like the Atari, 
ColecoVision yeah, was, and all these yeah. other ones. And there was like no process for releasing games. Oh, just anyone okay. could like release a game. Oh, really? So like, so like what what changed with the NES was that there was like the Nintendo seal of quality. Do you remember that? The like gold sticker. Yeah, yeah. On all the boxes and stuff. Really? That. So they were like, we're gonna like review every game before it comes out. Oh. To assure it's like of like a releasable quality, because I think what was happening was like parents and stuff who didn't know anything would just like buy a random game and yeah. it would be like absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> when they brought it. Yeah, um, I, I there was I mentioned this last time the high score show. I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep on mentioning that show, this whole. <laughs> I watched show. like the first ten minutes of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you like it? I liked um, the like when they were like interviewing the Atari guy or mm. not the the Space Invaders guy. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the old Japanese guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not like the like narrator guy. That's the guy who voices Mario. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, is his name Charles Martinet? I don't know. Something like that. But wow. yeah, literally the famous guy who voices all the characters in Mario. That's he's the narrator. He's brought they brought shame onto that man. <laughs> it's just funny. like I just thought it was like annoying because he's like, because they only had this much RAM. That's random access, man. If you don't know what that is, we'll <laughs> tell you more about that later. Is there like something like that? It was just like Jesus Christ, like <laughs> like Yeah. You, like I mean, I hate, like, document for the most part, documentaries that have narrators in general. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a nature documentary. Yeah, you know? that can... But, but if you're going to have it, like, at least don't make it, like, a snarky, like... <laughs> Mario guy. Why did that guy sound so <laughs> If he was so doing the like... Mario voice the whole time, <laughs> then it would be good. <laughs> then I would have liked it. It does, honestly... I mean, obviously you couldn't do this, but it feels almost insulting to have that guy come in and not have him do Mario narration. <laughs> like, you could have done that. Yeah. The guy was there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they got sued or something. Basically, there's an episode on the E.T. game, you Mm. know, the really famous bad one. Isn't that the first one? Because it it starts... Is it? Well, at least that episode starts with this guy being like, I just wanted to make a game or whatever, and it turns out I made the worst game of all time. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, but I didn't know that at the time or or something like that. I don't think that that was the first one, but I might be wrong. They might have been That's just like it referencing it in the beginning and yeah. then it would come back later. It could be, yeah. Because then they don't, they like, they didn't go back to that from what I watched. It yeah. went to the, like the Space Invaders. Yeah, uh, but I'm not sure. I, I watched it like a month or two ago. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, games, like, I mean, games like that E.T. game where they were like rushing them and they just weren't good. And then yeah. people kind of stopped caring about video games. Yeah. I don't know if this was the exact same time, but I think, but in the eighties, like in, um, in England, I know it was like a thing of, because it was like a similar thing, like anyone could make games. And so like people yeah. just, it was like, I think they had called it. I watched that YouTube video on it. It was like called like the generation of like basement coders or something like that. Hmm. Where like, <laughs> because it, I think it was less like America where like, like the, like Atari and stuff was big, whereas like it's a dedicated just like all I can do really is play games. It was more like like basic computers, yeah. Where like oh, you would okay. get like it would actually like run the code and you could like code yourself, so you could like write a game. And I think that like they had similar issues there, where it was just like anyone could just like make a game and then like sell it, and then also anyone could like basically like pirate games because all you had to do mm. was like copy it to another floppy disk. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah that almost to me though that sounds like that'd be an environment where like i would assume you'd get better games and stuff and cool stuff it'd be more like culturally interesting yeah i think like 
the you know the people who were like successful in that yeah like obviously continued on and kind of like uh rare is like it really like the, a company that was one of those companies like became rare eventually that's awesome and then they made donkey kong country and 64 and stuff for Devil World, the most satanic game available on the home console market. And it actually it came out in true. Europe, too. Maybe. Until Demon's Crest came out. The other satanic game. on What's Demon's Crest? It's a game that we played on the Switch. Oh, it's yeah. It's like the devil game. So everyone try it on your, uh, if you have the Switch. Yeah, and, and there's that online. Super Nintendo game. Remember that one where it's like, it's like a side-scroller and you're like a, I think you're like a devil or something? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah I guess yeah okay yeah I can't remember the name of it I forgot that that was on SNES, um, but yes it is uh directed by Shigeru Miyamoto, designed by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka, mm. which is their it's their first first game together. Um, they all he also is like the co designer on Super Mario Bros. Really? So, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. he's like a big uh, partner of Miyamoto's, and he actually like. Um, sort of, like, took over the, like, um, like, 2D Mario games, in a way. Really? He was the director of, uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. Oh, really? Is, is that the one that's the, in the dream and it's really weird? No, that's 2. Oh, okay. Um, 3 is, like... Oh, one, yeah, three's that one's good. 3 is the one with, like, the over... Like, the first one with an overworld yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but... Oh, he co-directed that with Miyamoto. Okay, so... Gotcha. So, Miyamoto's still the director on that one as oh, well. Man. Um, composers mm. Koji Kondo oh, and Akita, Akito Nakatsuka. Yeah, and I will be uh, speaking uh, more thoroughly about those two. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Where to begin? It's essentially a pac-man like yeah they were i mean they were they were trying to like rip yeah. off pac-man like a lot of other people were yeah i was gonna i was gonna say like i think probably how this game like got like i can't i i had a hard time imagining miyamoto being like i this is like my idea for a game yeah, now. yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, i bet it was like we need a pac-man type absolutely of game. yeah because pac-man was like the the hugest yeah. game in the world at that point right? yeah yeah and that was and honestly it reminds me a lot of radar scope which was mm-hmm. that was when we reviewed the yeah. last one. It's yeah. that which was kind of like ripping off the mm-hmm. space genre or whatever, like asteroids and yeah. the other ones. Space invaders. And it, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it it was the same to me where it's just like they took that basic formula and made it way crazier, <laughs> and and kind yeah. of like significantly more inventive, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But at, so, while so, at the same time making it arguably a little, arguably a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess like the main like gameplay difference is. There's like at the top of the screen is it feels like there's infinite. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, but like I'd say the main thing is like that the de- like yeah, or S- Satan I guess the, the blue the, the devil yeah, yeah the, the devil, blue devil. It, like he is at the top of the screen and he like directs these other minions to move these like bars or so- yeah. something. So like you you can only go in like. 90% of the screen because the remaining 10% is cut off by these bars and they yeah. move around so you can't actually go like to the whole level at yeah. any time yeah. you're like restricted to to this one area and, and if also, you get stuck between that and like one of the yeah. walls you get crushed <laughs> um, yeah I found that very funny <laughs> but it um I it, it is also interesting I found I couldn't tell if this was every level or not but it's like it like loops essentially 
right? Yes. Where it's like if if he's scrolling to the right for a long time, it'll loop back the the map around you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so like yeah, in in the same way that like Pac Man would, I think. But, yeah, but it's like kind of different because it's because yeah, it's you like, can never actually get to the edge of the screen. Yeah, 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 it's weird. Yeah, and then um, I feel like for like the main part of it, the other like big difference is so like in Pac Man, you'd eat the the power pellet and then you turn like blue or whatever yeah and then you can eat the ghosts but in this you take a you pick up a cross or eat a cross i don't know which one you're doing but and then you can shoot fire yeah and that like <laughs> and that destroys the enemies and also you can't pick up the pellets until you have you the cross have, yeah yeah i know that's weird yeah i don't know like yeah i didn't understand when i was playing at first because like i'm not like is is this like messed up? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, honestly, with all of these games, it would be so much better if they just gave you a screen that showed, told you what to do, <laughs> right? Like in a, like a tutorial thing. Yeah. So I think that that's another thing that's like different with these old games is also like they expected you because I was thinking about that too, and then I remembered like, oh yeah, because they like sold them with instruction books. That's true. Yeah. So like, actually, uh, I couldn't find the original devil world instructional wow. book but i found the uh when they release we release it on wii virtual console oh yeah i found that like online instruction okay. booklet so i like in in japanese and like looked at that and yeah i mean i had figured it all out by then but yeah but it is like funny also because like uh and this game is just so weird so when you like shoot when you shoot the enemies with fire they turn into um, sunny side up eggs. That's what they are. That's what they are. It, that's literally that's what it's so weird. And then you can eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an, an eyeball. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah, which I think it, that's like what it's supposed to be representing. Because also <laughs> in Japanese, how you say they don't call it sunny side up. They call it like uh, eye fry. Or something like I think it's like fr- eye fry. It's like fried eye. Yeah, fried eye. Why don't we call it that? That's so great. Fried eye. Does it rhyme in Japanese like it does in English? No, unfortunately. Wow, that's so screwed up. <laughs> huh. Um. But you play as Tamagon, uh, which I believe is like a portmanteau of Tamago, which is egg. And dragon, I would guess. Oh, okay. Because you're like a little dragon guy. Yeah. You start as an egg, and yeah. then you like hatch. Which I actually, I, I kind of, uh, I think I saw a YouTube comment that kind of brought this to my attention. But it, um, it's like Yoshi. Like I feel like the character <laughs> oh, is very yeah. clearly the predecessor, wow. predecessor to Yoshi. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because it's, it's like you hatch from a green egg and you're a green dragon. And which then when I you eat it, like but... a certain thing, then you can shoot fireballs. Yeah. Oh mouth. yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally Yoshi. Which wow, it's that's crazy. It's funny that you can see in all these games. It's like they're kind of building up ideas that they then end up using kind of over and over again. Yeah. Like and and you know Mario like, and stuff. From what I understood of of like their process um it was like Miyamoto would like draw like a character. Okay. And then I think he would give it to, like, um, Tezuka, his, like, design partner, and mm-hmm. he would actually, like, make the pixel art. Oh, okay. So, like, and I think, you know, it was similar with Yoshi. I don't think, like, 
I know Miyamoto was like the person who was like there should be a dinosaur like character that he rides around. Yeah. I don't know if he actually like drew him or not, but so yeah, that's interesting because that was Miyamoto too yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know i I think that maybe I'm starting to see why Nintendo games have always been of a certain quality, you know, mm-hmm. and it, like because I think that maybe more than anyone else at that time, you have like a crew of people who are just like building up like a, almost a canon of mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. And like you have this close knit people, this close knit group of people working Yeah, and it becomes like you're a factory almost of churning out these ideas and it's just mm-hmm. building upon itself in a yeah. way where at a certain point, like it, they just got so good at it. They were able to make games like Mario and Zelda that yeah. like, literally that's, changed culture. That's um, they, they like, I don't know if it's him, but I think it's him that says, like, that's, like, how they got Mario because he was, like, we took, like, all the experience we had made from all these other Nintendo games. Like, not even, I think, him, but also, like, you know, like, other programmers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, and he he specifically says, like, they learned from Excitebike, too. Mm. So, so yeah, I I think that's totally true. And also, you'll... (laughs) I didn't realize this until we started recording, but... um, and we'll get to it with Excitebike, but, like, they came out very, very close to each other. I don't know. I can't imagine. I think they were being made at the same time. Because, oh, really? Um, Devil World came out in October uh, in Japan, and then Excitebike came out in November. Like, wow. the, end, the end of November. Wow. So, like, <laughs> almost two months apart because it was, like, the beginning of October and then the end of November. But yeah. that's still, like, crazy close. <laughs> Do you know how long uh, it took for them to produce those? No. So, like, even there's like more information about Devil World's development for some reason. Like, I couldn't find anything about Excitebike. There's, um, Excitebike 64, I guess. What? And I don't, I didn't read any of the interviews, but like, I think it, I don't know if it came out or if it, like, they were going to make it and it never came out or something like that, if it's one of those games. Hmm. But, like, if you look up, like, Excitebike development, or interview or like anything. Oh, it's all about the. 64 it's all about one. the sixty four one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like nothing about um, Excite Bike itself. That's which, weird. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Also, I don't think very many people know this. They made it. They made for the Wii Excite Truck. <laughs> Did you ever hear about that? <laughs> I know that there's other like Excite series. Are or there Excite, more than that? Excite. Um, okay, here we go. Yes, Excite Bike sixty four. It's spiritual successors Excite Truck and Excite Box. Excite bots trick racing, <laughs> also for the Wii. Excite bots. Oh, and Excite bike world rally. Um, but back to Devil World first a little bit. I feel like the main thing with this game is it's just so weird. Like, why, <laughs> that's like that's exactly what I wrote down. Like, too, yeah. why? Why is it all about like religious imagery? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> so that for anyone who hasn't like looked up this game or whatever. You you're playing as the dinosaur and you're you're getting the crosses, mm-hmm. and then after you kind of get all the little balls like in the yeah. Pac-Man style, you beat the first round and you go to the second round, which mm-hmm. is where you have to find Bibles, Bibles yeah. on the map and put them into this center into square. the um, Devil Hall, as it's de- <laughs> as, as, as it's described in the, the Japanese Devil uh, Hall, yeah. And, yeah. it, and it, you essentially slay the devil. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Is that what happens? Well, it's like he turns into a bat and flies away like he's been defeated. Okay, yeah. 
And then you get the bonus round. Yeah, where you you find where boxes, picking up weird boxes. bonus boxes. Yeah, yeah it it's weird. like it, it's like the same idea as like the bonus level in Mario Bros. Yeah, where you're collecting the coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's all that like religious imagery with like the like devil Bibles crosses shooting fire. Yeah, shooting fire. Away. And there's like there's like in the level itself there's like that cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like part of the maze. Yeah, I know. Which is that. really I thought, cool. That was cool. But then there's also just like weird random stuff, like like a lot of the enemies, like they're just like they look like normal kind of like yeah Japanese designed yeah weird enemies. Like yeah, actually, I think they're kind of like shy guys. You know? <laughs> they do. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that those enemies were maybe also in a different game. I feel like there's that know. you know that one game where you're like uh you're digging around. It's I think it's an arcade game. I think. I actually, Devin, I think that me and you have played that in an arcade once. Dig Dug? That might be what I'm thinking of. Dig Game Arcade. <laughs> and it's like, if I'm picturing it, I feel like it has like very similar characters to this. And oh, the enemies. You're talking about these guys? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think Dig Dug is what I'm thinking of. I think they're like, I think those are supposed to be like dudes with like masks or something. Yeah. But yeah. But it does. I, this whole, I just. The color, the color scheme and everything. Yeah, I can see that. Also, there you play as a dinosaur in this game, right? Or there's a there think, is a, there is a dinosaur. Yeah, I think you're playing the blue guy. Was this a Nintendo game? Probably there there probably was a version for Nintendo. Hmm. Um, but yes, there is also a green dinosaur in that. Yeah, came out in 1982, so the year before. Wow. There you go, and it's a ja- and it's from Namco, so it's Japanese. So I'm sure they knew about it. <laughs> That's uh wow. I think we just we just. Uh, just caught Miyamoto, uh, <laughs> red-handed, red-handed, or white-gloved, <laughs> like, um, like the devil. <laughs> I was gonna say like Mario, but yeah, the devil too. Is the devil Mario? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Game theory. <laughs> Here's a theory. Yeah, I do. I, I, I. My first uh, opinion of the game was that it was weird and convoluted and didn't mm-hmm. and didn't need to exist. But yeah. after playing it for a few minutes, I actually kind of uh, started to really like it. Yeah, I felt like the like stuff that they introduced to the game, like that they added to it from Pac-Man, I felt like kind of more often than that detracted from it. Maybe because I feel like I didn't really like the like moving around thing, like the stage, like the the bars moving around the yeah. stage. Because like I felt like it. <laughs> It was like kind of, I don't know, I didn't like it when I got trapped between that and the wall and died. Yeah. Like that always felt cheap to me. Yeah, I, I, cause I think that, I think that it's just a little outdated in that it's the yeah. way that it, when it actually decides that you've been crushed mm-hmm. is an annoying yeah. point that kind of feels like you should have another second to escape. That's true. That's yeah. how I felt. But it, like if they, if they were to like kind of more finely tune this, it would be uh, a really cool like retro game, I think. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is like, yeah, so this is like his first console game. That's true, yeah. And it, but it really feels like it. He just made another arcade game. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like they hadn't figured out that it should be yeah. something different. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you can like, really tell that they're just like working out the kinks of what yeah. the difference between the it's two. Like, oh, you don't have to put in like coins every yeah. time, so like this isn't as interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um i also i also thought it was funny how the music and everything about it is exactly stylized like those arcade games mm -hmm. where it's even like you know it starts out with a classical music uh little piece Mm -hmm. like a little riff of that and then it goes into that really repetitive little bass yeah that was like his like 
That was like his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> made, <laughs> I'm going to put a little bit of classical music. Like I was saying, like, it seems like this wasn't his idea. Yeah. Or like, really, like, I don't know. I can't, it's, I want, I really am curious whose idea, like, all the Christian stuff was. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it doesn't feel like authentic. Like, if, I don't know, it just feels like, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it just feels like they're not really like saying anything or like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing just feels very strangely conceived. Yeah, um, and that that to me adds to the charm, but it's like yeah. ultimately, yeah, it's not. But uh, it's not. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's not that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because of all that religious iconography, it uh, what that's why it was not released in the United States mm-hmm. because Nintendo of America had a policy to not use anything religious in their games that they released. Yeah, that's so. smart. I that's, mean, yeah, it's, this game would not have uh, fared well. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it w- how how close historically would that be to the kind of satanic panic era? That is honestly, like, yeah, probably isn't like, that like exactly then. Yeah, like, honestly, and is that, when, that was like the eighties. Yeah, yeah, that's like when all the metal bands were and mm-hmm. stuff were getting in trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this this would have been really uh, not a strong move <laughs> for uh, NOA. Yeah, especially because they like when they released the NES, they had already made all these games. So like they they released them all at once. So this would have mm. if they would have released it, it would have been like right at the beginning wow, when people didn't yeah. really know what it was. <laughs> that wow. So yeah, that's probably that probably was a if, good move. If they had released this game, that's like that could be a a, a sci fi movie where we go back in time and we accidentally somehow convince Miyamoto to release it, and then we go back to the future and it's like a well, dystopian a dystopian hellscape. Like yeah. that changes all of culture from the eighties on, and we live in an apocalypse now. I bet he thought that's it was stupid pitch. that they didn't release it because it was like it was like the American branch of Nintendo is oh, yeah. the ones who like made that decision. Yeah, actually, that probably. I mean, you might. It's his only game, according to Wikipedia, that didn't get, like didn't get released. That's interesting. In America, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what a Japanese person would think of that decision, <laughs> but like, yeah, I can't. I, I I have to assume that they must have seen how deeply smart that choice was. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But I'll, I mean, at the same time, it's like. I have a hard time imagining someone looking at this and it's like so like cartoony <laughs> and thinking it's like actually like evil. You're, <laughs> but I, I think yeah. you're underestimating uh, <laughs> Christians in the eighties. <laughs> so Excite Bike in Japan came out in 1984, November, and then a year later in October of 1985 in the USA when because that that's the month that the NES came out. Okay, um, October of 1985. Wow. Okay. Um, and they at least in, like, New York or something. Like, I think they didn't go, like, nationwide at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know their first, the first place they started was New York. And also they, this this is not related to Excite Bike, really, but, like, when they released originally, because they were worried about, like, um, that, like, the whole, like, thought about video games and, like, that it was, like, kind of over. Yeah. That that was like a fad that was over essentially. Mm-hmm. They marketed it more as like a toy than a video like than like a computer. So that's why like in in Japan it was the family computer. Yeah. They're like don't use the word computer. <laughs> like call it like something else. So that, so they came up with like entertainment system. Um Oh, that's fascinating. And like they didn't I think in Japan like a big accessory was like like a keyboard and stuff so you could like use it more like a computer in a oh, way. Oh, yeah. But what they like 
they packaged with it in America was the light gun for du- Duck Hunt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Rob the robot. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, they like pack it? Like that was like just... that was like the set, which is crazy. Oh I know. I think that must not have lasted long because there's way more NESs than Robs. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, oh man. But yeah, just like, and when you look at like ads for it and stuff, it's like they really like focus on like the light gun and stuff. Yeah. Which because that makes is, sense. I that mean, is really yeah. cool. It's the by yeah. far the flashiest thing, and it's honestly remarkable as far as I know, how well it works. Yeah. Where it's like, that shouldn't actually work at all, honestly, for the 80s. <laughs> Did you have like, one ever? No. Oh. No, I never even had a NES. Yeah. I So I had a, a NES. Um, I had, I've had had a couple, actually, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we had one when I was a kid, and we had the light gun. Um, and with, like, Duck Hunt. And then, at some point, like, we got rid of that. Um... I think it like broke maybe or I don't know. Yeah. Cuz there's also like a couple different versions. Um there's oh, like really? the top loader which I think is a later version and then there's like the one where you like you flip open the little thing and stick it in this way. Oh, like, really? Stick it in okay. from the front. Yeah, that's oh, the like, game. Yeah, the game. Oh, you're talking about the gun. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the main one. Yeah. Well, didn't they um Those didn't... ones bro- like broke easier because like you stick it in and then you have to like push it down. Oh. So, Wait, so the one, the ones that you, the top loaders broke easier? No, no, the ones that you have to like the stick in the loaders. front. Oh, okay. I think that's why like the Super Nintendo and the N64 are both from the top. Oh, interesting, yeah. Because it was like a lot easier to just do that. Also, I don't know where I heard this, but I know that they, with the redesign that you're talking about, yeah. a big part of it was that people all over the world were using it as like a coaster. <laughs> and they purposely designed it, I think, to make it so people wouldn't do that because they <laughs> people kept on spilling drinks on it and wow. ruining the system. That's great. Which is I just it's so funny. Yeah. All right, so Excite Bike. Mm. You I, are... like, I like this game. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, directed, produced, and designed by Miyamoto. Uh, programmed by Toshihiko Nakago and com- and music by Akito Nakatsuka. So one of no Koji Kondo this time. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'll take this moment to uh, talk about the music because um, to all, all the composers that Nintendo used at this time are all very fascinating to me, and they're all um, genuinely musical heroes of mine. <laughs> um, and so, I as far I haven't uh, looked into the timeline perfectly, but I believe that at the very beginning, um, uh, Tanaka. Uh, Hip Tanaka mm-hmm. was like the guy that they hired first, and then after that they hired Koji Kondo and mm-hmm. Akito. Mm-hmm. Um, what was his full name? Akito Nakatsuka, and I, mm-hmm. I think they called him uh, Katsuka or Tsuka or something mm-hmm. as a nickname. Yeah. Anyways, um, the, those are the three composers that are were around the most, I think, during the all these early important years. Um, and we talked a little bit about Hip Tanaka last time. What a guy. Um, <laughs> And but then, if you're not hip to hip, if you're not hip to hip, then <laughs> man, take a dip. <laughs> um, after after him though is when Koji Kondo enters the scene, who mm-hmm. is, uh, I believe, one of the most important composers of this century, <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. Uh-huh. He he wrote um, the all the most famous songs for Mario, Zelda. And then I'm pretty sure aren't like a hundred other really a million other things. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. there, if you've heard 
a lot of video game music, you've heard countless examples of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just so good. Like, he is so good at what he does. Anyways, he, uh, I think that, which one is it? Um, Devil World was the first yeah. one that he worked on. Oh, really? At uh, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, the second. But it was, like, definitely the first. I believe that he worked on one of the last arcade games in mm-hmm. a very minor role. And this was the first console game that he worked on. Mm-hmm. And also the one, and he split the composition with uh, Akito, who mm-hmm. is the the third person, you mm-hmm. know, who, and so, um, Koji Kondo was a college student before starting work on this game. And he actually, uh, found like, the job listing for Nintendo at his school uh-huh. and applied for that job and that job only <laughs> because he said, I love synthesizers and I love video games. So it just felt like the right place for me to go. That's paraphrase. like, that's, that's amazing. Wait, so was he like, was it like he graduated or was it like he, like dropped out of school to like work there i'm actually not sure but i think he graduated yeah i think it was like it was kosher through the school and everything yeah um and he i think i read on the wikipedia it said briefly that he didn't use any demos or anything to get a job as a composer which is (laughs) how does that work (laughs) they just like like show me that synthesizer i'll show you what i can do (laughs) that's crazy um but yeah so <laughs> here marks the beginning of koji kondo's uh illustrious career uh-huh. we'll get mo- definitely more into him for the mario and zelda episodes because yeah he's um, a he's like one of the most important parts for sure yeah and then akito and nakatsuka just i don't he definitely is like i think the the least well-known of the three of the, these people mm. uh, oh yeah he's nickname is uh suka-san mm. uh and he he did a few important games he did devil world excite bike clue Clue Land, which is another one that we're just not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> Ice Climber. Yeah, Ice Climber. And most importantly to me is he did the soundtrack, or at least most of it, for Zelda 2, The Adventure mm. of Link, which, mm. oh, that's one of the best Zelda soundtracks for me. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I think that's the true hidden gem of the uh, Zelda music. I mean, yeah, definitely that, hidden. That one <laughs> that one song that's in Smash, the like... Mm-hmm. The temple theme? Yeah. Oh, there's that. That might be the single highlight of all the music on the NES um, for me. Yeah. Oh, and he did a punch out too. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think that that maybe that was his first one or that was Koji's first one or something. That's that's quite a bit later. That's 1987. Oh, oh. Wasn't it an arcade game though? No, I don't think so. I think it's just for the NES, but I couldn't. No, be wrong. I read that it was an arcade game earlier today. It's an adaptation of, oh, the Punch Out and Super Punch Out arcade games. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. yeah, I think that maybe Akito worked on the arcade Punch Out, and that was like one of his first big jobs. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you can tell how uncertain I am about all these timeline details. Uh, no, Koji Kondo is the uh, producer. Oh, that, is yeah, the, uh, yeah. On Punch Out, the arcade game. Also, yeah, artists that... Shigeru Miyamoto oh! on Punch Out didn't know that he's what everywhere. Are we, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't like design it or anything, but yeah. wow! Um, and that was 1983 as well. Wow! So people are just crank- cranking out games. <laughs> <laughs> so you play as uh, like an evil Knievel looking guy. Yeah, basically, uh, you're you're on a motorbike. You're on a course, going from left to right. Basically, all you can do Simple. is accelerate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, well, actually, you can accelerate and you can super accelerate. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't realize that until twenty minutes in. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. The second <laughs> button. And, 
and then you can uh, tilt your well you can like move up and down yeah to on on the course and you can also tilt your bike forward and backwards yeah like when you're in the air doing jumps yeah and you can do wheelies you can tilt yeah yeah i didn't try to do a front where whatever where you put your back up can <laughs> uh-huh. you do that or when you're stopping i don't know i there's think no break no well so in the instruction manual it says braking is just not holding the accelerator oh. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does not feel like you're braking it yeah. just feels like you're slowing down yeah um so it's very simple you just go and then trying to avoid obstacles and like hit jumps and stuff because it'll make you go faster and you're just trying to go as fast as you can yeah as sonic would yeah um, um yeah you got people go don't realize that miyamoto is actually the first one who says you have to go fast <laughs> you know you know sonic's <laughs> famous catchphrase you have to go fast <laughs> You, you have to have to go fast when you're playing as Sonic and Smash Bros. You <laughs> do his taunt. He says, "You have to go fast." That's why everyone was like, "Man, he's so cool." He says, "Have to." <laughs> Mario's lame. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I was kind of impressed by like, so like the the crowd in the background is like very abstract. It's just like yeah squares essentially like kind of like undulating squares of like light but then there's also like a few characters in the background there's like there's like a guy with like a camera like a like a video camera like he's like you know like broadcasting it to tv or something and there's like a couple other characters that i noticed that were kind of cool i didn't notice any of that actually yeah i was Um, so focused on my need for speed (laughs) so there's like two modes there's one where it's just time trial you're by yourself and then there's another mode where you have uh like seemingly infinite other bike riders <laughs> like oh really did you not play that game mode b no oh yeah that's that's what game mode b is is like oh my gosh it's like and they and if they hit you or so it's if if they hit you from behind it's one or the other it's if they hit you from behind like they like burn out or they cause yeah. you to like fall off your bike um which is like the worst thing that can happen in the game because yeah. it slows you down so it much. Takes so long to get back <laughs> on that bike. Apparently, I was reading in the instruction booklet after I played, so it didn't help me. But like, if you like, after you fall off, you want to like just like hit A repeatedly, and that'll make you go faster. Yeah, yeah, I realized. I never that, figured yeah. that out. I just waited for him to get yeah. back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I, I did that for a little while, and then I started pressing A, and I realized it was way better. It, so that that mode you definitely would not think of this just playing the way that you played, but like if you play the mode with like the other bike riders, it definitely seems like it's like the forerunner to like Mario Kart. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah because it's like same thing as Mario Kart where like if you like hit another like yeah. player, then they like spin out or you can yeah. like do attacks to them. There's no attacks, but like it's the same kind of thing. Like you can, yeah. you can mess with the other people. I did. I, I mean, I actually had that thought that like this, mm-hmm. that was clearly like, uh, you know, conceptually related to Mario Kart. Yeah. And it's, and it's like the same, even in a single player, like very basic, like even today, Mario Kart is still just like button to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like button to like shoot stuff. And yeah. that's like pretty much it. And like, yeah. or like use item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you, did you also mess with the level editor? The design field what <laughs> did you play the <laughs> i just i played like 30 to 40 minutes of just racing on track are you, are you sure you didn't play like versus or something i don't know so this is like in the main <laughs> menu there's game game a and game b and then design 
I don't even. I don't remember that, but I might have just skipped past it and never gone back to see. Yeah. So if you go down to that, then it's like, um, there's. I'll have to describe this for you since you didn't do it. It's yeah. like it's like a blank track, and you have like the the guy on the bike is like your cursor of where you are, and then there's the alphabet at the bottom of the screen, A through Z, and you can scroll through from A to Z, and each of those have like a different one of the obstacles. So like the like rough dirt, yeah, like a jump. There's all these different things, and in here you can see in the instruction book. Like it has like the key for what they all are. Oh wow! So, like, yeah. A is like a little bump. B <laughs> is a bigger bump. C is the biggest bump, and then there's like it goes on from there. So you can like design your own course. Yeah. And then play it, and you can also save it to like play later. That's insane that yeah. they put that on. Truly like, insane. The first few years <laughs> of having console games, they already made Mario Maker. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Of. Like this is like my a side bike maker. <laughs> That's I wow. It's like the only, I feel like the the only reason they probably didn't continue doing that is because like unlike with Mario Maker now where like you can share your levels online it's like yeah. there would be no way to like unless it was yeah. like come to my house yeah which that alone I feel like yeah. would pro- probably brought brought a lot of people a lot of fun yeah exactly where it's like if, if we were 80s teens I could totally see <laughs> me trying to make some crazy excite bike yeah, track and inviting you over <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you're never gonna beat my <laughs> yeah. excite bike maker track <laughs> um but yeah that seemed like really advanced and like cool that just exists yeah for sure that's very surprising um but yeah that i i that's it's interesting because like you don't really i can't think of anything that's like that in any of other miyamoto's games necessarily yeah and i i feel like there's like a it's it is different but i feel like a fact that is said a lot is that like zelda is the first game to have like say like a save system Oh, really? Hmm. But, like, and I, it is, like, different, obviously, because it's not, like, you're, like, saving where you are in the game. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, you can totally make levels and save it. So, yeah, that's interesting. That I feel like that should be way more talked about. Yeah, exactly. And, like, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, nothing on, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's mentioned on the Wikipedia page, but there's, like, again, there's, nothing i could find anywhere about like the making of this game <laughs> it's just so weird crazy yeah i, I mean and i really i only have ever vaguely known about it just from seeing you know in the old smash games mm-hmm. and then when the time that i played excite truck <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i it the, maybe i mean was this game popular when it came out i think so yeah um i feel like it should be way more of like a franchise or at least like a historical game yeah, it's, it's at least in America because of that like video game crash and just like like video games were not taken seriously as like any like anything as like as like a business or like art or anything yeah, just as anything. <laughs> yeah, like that stuff wasn't really like reported, you know, like like there's if you go down to the reception um, area of on Wikipedia, like there's nothing from the time and there's like no indication but they uh like remade it a lot and like obviously like there's they made that versus excite bike 
yeah game and then there's like other like ports and yeah. stuff so and i think clearly it, it, it was, ended up on all the different virtual yeah nes consoles so clearly i think it yeah. and you know it's one of like the release like when the nes was released it was one of the games you could get yeah. so i think it was probably pretty popular yeah i mean like at the at the release of it you could get excite bike and like mario and like golf and those games so like <laughs> yeah. i feel like if you had the choice <laughs> yeah not that those games are bad, but like they're surprisingly kind of, like they're like the original Wii Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I feel like Nintendo weirdly has this history of making all these games that at different points that don't have any characters that are memorable, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Excite Bike or yeah. like that or Wii Sports. Yeah. Although Wii Sports kind of became its own thing and is like pretty famous for that, but yeah. It's like, and a lot of these games just didn't get remembered, I think, because you don't have any characters like Mario or whatever, mm, even yeah. though Excite Bite is really fun. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. all the multitude of sport games that kind of didn't catch on until you made it Mario, whatever. Mario Golf, yeah. yeah. So I think, in conclusion, just these, these couple of games obviously feel more like um, arcade games and just rooted in that old style of game making, and um, Miimoto hadn't, really fi- hadn't really figured out how to make a a true transition to the console and that's i think what we're going to see with our next game oh yeah <laughs> it's a me okay <laughs> <laughs> has to think about that <laughs> what does mario say oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good oh yeah so if you want to stay updated uh with us tim and devin at gameography the podcast you can check us out on twitter.com at Gameography Pod. Is that what we did? Gameography Pod. At Gameography Pod. At Gameography Pod. We just made Mm -hmm. that a few seconds ago. And that is at G A M E O G R A P H Y P O D. Gameography Pod. You would not make it as like a disc jockey. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That is true. But you're listening to K X K L. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> well, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>